Hey, podcast listeners, Brian here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to just make a quick preface. This episode is going to explore a topic of a personal matter of mine. Listening back to it and editing, I actually thought that I might edit out some of the content of the conversation because I felt like I got a little out of pocket talking about the situation with my wife. Now, with that being said, I always want this podcast to be authentic. So I decided to leave the content in, but thought that it would be best for me to first approach the subject and let you know that most of the reason that I'm doing this podcast is to be a better husband. As much as I would like to help other husbands and create a community where you know we can all look at each other or listen to each other sorry and you know find out that we're not the only ones going through these things you know create a community where you know everyone can post on social media in a safe space you know a non-judgmental space and talk about the things that we deal with day in and day out you know selfishly there are some things that I need to be better at and one of those things for me is in the moment with my wife, speaking my mind and doing it respectfully and in a loving manner. So with that being said, I absolutely love my wife and, you know, she is my why, a, a large part of my why behind walking down this road. So if there's anyone out there who may have been a little offended by the conversation I had, I want you to know that, you know, in the moment it was how I was feeling and I'm not always so able to express those feelings. But then when I started recording with my friend, you know, all that stuff came out. So, it, you know, my intent wasn't to hurt the feelings of my wife at all or speak ill of her because ultimately with the story you're about to hear, I think we made the right decision. I think she made the right decision to, to bring that to me. And I know full well that I have to create an open and safe space for her to bring those thoughts to me as well. You know, I shouldn't have gotten so defensive and I should have been able to just hear her out and have a conversation about, you know, what she was thinking about doing. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy the very authentic episode that you're about to hear. Thanks. talking about arguments today arguments in marriage how we should approach these maybe some of the struggles that we have in staying level-headed and trying to come to agreements amicably i don't know whatever else pops it in our head because i'm sure there will be as we start talking and get into you know the memory of our experiences so i'll start off here this past week as you know i told you we are trying to 
work on getting out of debt with this Dave Ramsey plan. And I don't know how much detail I'm going to get into here, but we kind of came to blows on the classic topic of changing the plan because we think we're smarter than the man who created the plan. Mm -hmm. And I guess the reason behind it was she felt that because her student loans are, you know, not accruing interest right now and we have the money to pay off the rest of our vacation package right now. And, you know, that's an active payment that we have that we should go ahead and do that. And I think in my mind, I was just sticking to the point that if we were to call Dave right now, he would tell us just stick to the plan, pay the student loans, break them up how they are, pay them off. And, you know, that would be the correct course of action. In my frustration, though, I caved and was just like, you know what? If that's what you want, then just go and do it. I guess her her point, which is understandable, is that, you know, though that is the only active payment we have right now as far as the snowball. But mm-hmm. she tried to bring into it, you know, well, he mentions the the avalanche method. I'm like, yeah, he mentions it, but he doesn't recommend it. it it's one thing for him to acknowledge that a method exists, but it's mm-hmm. not his plan. But again, like I said, I caved and I'm like, look, if you need to see some progress and that's how you need to see it, all I want to do is see the money leave the bank account and know that something's paid off. So if that's what makes you feel better in the moment, then just go ahead and do it and we'll we'll keep it pushing. But what I will say as far as our topic of arguments, it was a struggle for me to not shut down because I was mm-hmm. I was angry. <laughs> right. Like yeah. she brought up to me that, you know, I hadn't talked about the Dave Ramsey plan in a while. We actually hadn't even done our budget for this month. And, you know, the reason for that really falls on me. And it was because I saw some signs that she wasn't taking it seriously. And so I wanted in a childish way to allow her to come to the realization that we weren't doing anything. You know, we were still putting money away, you know, still obviously paying our bills or whatever. But Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. far as the Dave Ramsey plan was concerned, we weren't we were being ish. Right. Right. So again, in my childish manner, I just kind of let it fall to the back burner and I let her approach me about it. You know, I, I realized that we're still using her credit cards for things, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I think that was a sign to me that she's not really willing to take this all the way. And then when she confirmed that was saying that she wanted to change the plan up, I I got angry and we kind of had a blowout about it. There were some other things that, you know, kind of fell into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. But I guess my point for wanting to talk about this is how do we best approach arguments knowing that we have to come to a solution, right? And in my younger days, I would have just left it hanging and given up and 
there's been times where I've just walked out of relationships over an argument, right? So how do we best come to an agreement, do it amicably, do it with love, with respect, and do it quickly, trying to keep all those things together? Yeah, that's 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 a thing. It's wow. So the I think the main thing about arguments that that will help us as married men and really it can only help us if it's the case. There's another way that you can go if this is not the case, but you have to remember first that your spouse has your best interest in mind. So if that's your agreement with your spouse that, you know, and you know that she is not trying to hurt you, if you know that you have a common goal that you're working toward, whatever the topic is, if you pop that in your mind immediately, that helps all the other aspects of most, most arguments kind of dissipate. So, but some points that generally happen in most arguments where we're at odds is perception, communication, and then bringing other things that aren't even related to the argument into the argument, right? Right. So I think communication is actually the biggest thing of that. So, I mean, for me, there's a lot of holding in. So if we have a, a disagreement, um, on something, I'll have mulled it over in my head and come to my conclusion and then bring something up. And my spouse is now just reacting to what whatever the topic is for the first time. But I've actually probably been thinking about it for hours, if not days. Right. So for me, like I've already thought it through while she is, uh, you know, just reacting to whatever, you know, has been brought up. So it's like, it's actually unfair to, you know, I had multiple hours to think about this topic, but then I want her to come to either a realization or a conclusion or, you know, you know, have this agreement with me without even, without even being open to a different perspective. Right. So I think perspective, you know, perception and perspective are, you know, would be the next thing. So how we assume things are going to go, how we assume things should go without communicating those expectations is, a, is another thing that happens and starts arguments, disagreements. So if we don't communicate what is expected, if we don't so that we can have the right perspective on it, then you're going to be at odds. And that will also stop from stop us from getting to where we need to go quickly. That leads from a discussion that leads from a disagreement right to an argument. And we have to we have to understand how much we love this person is why things get heated. Yeah. You know, especially as as men, we don't always know how to communicate our emotions, mm-hmm. but we love our wives quote unquote too much. You know, enough that obviously we want to care and provide and all that, but even so much more that 
when disagreements come up, we see that we're vulnerable. We are, we are, she has access to a place that we don't always give everyone else. Mm. And then all of a sudden we're, we're, or, you know, we're put off. And then, and that circles back to knowing that she has the best interest in our heart because that level of vulnerability wants, wants us to uh, clap back. Right. You know what I mean? Right, so right, if right. we're clapping back right now because we're hurt or we're upset. Then we try to push the buttons that we know we can with the spouse and get them riled up and all that. And that's the vicious cycle that keeps an argument going for two, three days mm-hmm. if you let it because right. no one is settling in. So I think those are just kind of some of the points that um, we can use to just sit back before we have, you know, our next debate or our next disagreement, just kind of sit in those spaces. Okay. Let me remember that she has my best interests. What I'm seeing is that the whole picture or is that just my picture? Give her a chance to speak. And then also remember that she may have had days to think, and now she's bringing something to you. So she might be expecting the same thing, you know, you have, but in a different way and you can't hold hold things in that way and bring it to an argument. But also like if she wants to hear something from you, give it to her. Don't hold like hold back knowing that just to shut down or not give her what she wants or that you might quote unquote lose. Because at the end of the day, when you were talking about marriage and arguments, like we can't look at me versus us, us versus our spouse. Right. Mm -hmm. We have to look at, we are both trying to win right? We're not trying to win against each other. We're trying to win with our marriage. Right. So if we think about that, how do you come together on any team capacity to, you know, to conquer a goal? Like you come together, you make decisions, you make uh, concessions, but at the end, what is the best for our marriage? And if we can, I know it's hard in the moment. I know it's hard when uh, emotions are involved or if you've done this cycle of, you know, your no more argument thing. But I'm just trying to give a different perspective on how we can keep those things from arguments. I mean, you know, back it into disagreements, back it into debates. We can stay in that debate phase. Right. We're in a good space because basically it's the same content. It's just how you react and how you how you evolve and respond. So I think I'd jabbered on way too much on oh, that. Man. So no, that was great, man. That's, that's great insight. Now, the my constant struggle, which I think I may have alluded to, is my tendency to shut down in the moment. And mm-hmm. I think the primary reason that I do that is because I have, as you would know, a proficiency to fly off the handle and get loud and all those different types of things, which I am obviously working on. But So far, the most effective way I've found to manage that is to just stay quiet and not say anything for a time Mm -hmm. until I can take the moment to set my anger aside and, you know, kind of neutralize my my brainwaves, I'll say, and then start to think more clearly about the best way to respond. And that, that doesn't mean that, you know, Oh, well, I'm gonna land this blow by saying this mm-hmm. best way to respond. It's all right. We, we gotta get back to the common goal, like you're saying. And I think the, the method that I've employed that has worked best for me is 
I keep going back to the fact that I'm choosing to love this person. Mm -hmm. And part of that is to let them say their piece, respond the appropriate way and try not to advance the ball down the wrong path any further of, you know, we're, we're having this argument in anger rather than having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. But like I said, that's still a constant struggle for me because as we do in arguments, we push each other's buttons and, you know, my wife knows me better than anybody else and she knows Mm -hmm. what buttons to push and what is going to make me react. But I also have to think that that is almost a fair thing for her to do because in the moment when I realize I'm shutting down and she just wants me to talk and tell her what's going on in my mind, like she's going to do what she has to do to get me to react, to start speaking, which I am, I'm actually getting a lot better at, but there can be like in the heat of an argument, like five minute sessions where I just can't say anything because I I'm still cooling down. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I get it. And I think, think like reflecting on it right now, I have to be better at saying, look, I, I need a minute. I'm, I'm listening to you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I'm processing, but I need a minute. So like, if you need to just walk away and, you know, put it on a timer, give me, give me three minutes, come back. Let me just sit back and, you know, get to the place mentally where I need to be so we can have a conversation and, you know, I can stop turning red, stop having that, vein pop in my yeah. head, <laughs> then, you know, we could actually move forward and stop regressing. Cause you know, all we're doing is like yelling. And- yeah. I, I mean, I think, yeah, what you're saying is good. I think in a space before you get to, I'll say anyone that's listening, but next time you have a free time, just sit down and talk to your, your spouse in an, in a non-argumentative space. So just in a random passing conversation, if you struggle with this, like Brian and I with either being really mad or just needing time to process what's going on in the moment and just say, you know, Hey babe, like, you know, we're going to have disagreements and that's what it is. I'm trying to be better, but next time we have one, I I don't want you to think I'm shutting down, but I've realized that I need time in that moment to just process so and then you come to an agreement with your wife what that time is so or what that looks like like if, it, if it's a, a, a keyword that you say or just like hey I need a minute or I need two minutes or can I have my my time and then like Brian said like set it literally set a timer because if that's not what she's about but you bring it up in a respectful way with the intent letting her know that you're the point of this is so that you guys can come to agreement you're on the same team. You want to, you know, make this argument shorter. Like she will probably understand. She'll appreciate your vulnerability and at least in that space, agree to it. And I think it may not happen the first couple of times that it's brought up, but if you, that first time it happens, you have to push through. So when that time is up, you actually come back with mm-hmm. something to say, something constructive, something loving and not damaging so that she will see that it worked yeah, and then you can begin to put that into practice because I think if you can have your spouse agree with that, that's a powerful thing because it shows you and her that you're willing to still tackle whatever the subject is, but then be able to reach an agreement 
faster without without you shutting down for the night you know right, what I mean? or right. shutting down for right. a long period of time yeah. and then having to have her get to the place where you'll speak she just wants to hear you say something right. so if you can give her that you can say give me this space and i'll come back with something come back with something be true to your word and mm. i guarantee it'll it'll aid in in that process yeah so what i hear you saying is in a in a in a calm space decide what your rules of engagement are going to be and yes make that agreement and and then abide by it right so now we we understand we we you know we both understand that listen we're going to have disagreements these are our boundaries for how we can behave in these moments and we have to abide by that and I like that idea. So I think we're going to work on that this weekend by just setting our rules of engagement. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely helps. I'll say for us, we, I'm really laid back and I'm working on just communicating in general. So I know my younger self would fly off the handle with in other situations with other relationships, but I realized this thing about this topic, like my wife does not like when people yell because she came from a family of yellers. So that is a trigger for her. So to even be in a constructive space, like I have to really catch my voice and even my tone. And for her, it might even be a little um, hypersensitive. Gotcha. So I might not even be yelling, but she'll feel like it. But luckily for me, she has no problem voicing that in the moment. Oh, good. And then with my understanding, like we're trying to come to a, a resolution, like I'm like, oh, and I'll be like, well, I might say you know, I wasn't even yelling or I wasn't that was not the intent of my tone. And then her, you know, we've come to the agreement that we know that we want the best for each other. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, that'll click for her. And then we're able to, you know, have that discussion. But I like you, you know, and in lesser times would, you know, fly off the handle and, you know, other relationships yell. But I realized this pours over into all of my relationships. So I'm, I'm a better, not arguer, but I'm better at resolving conflict because of how we've kind of set our rules of engagement with within our marriage. I'm better at taking criticism. I'm better at bringing differences of opinion. Even if I haven't had a rules of engagement, they're kind of now 12 years ingrained into me how I come to those. It's like, I will be more calm. I will be more quiet and I'll be able to admit where I'm wrong a lot more easier. Honestly, sometimes out of my marriage than in it, which is unfortunate, but it's kind of she's well, we've kind of worked toward that for me because she has no problem communicating. I'm the one that has the issue with communication. I am the one that has the anger and being upset. So I have to work through that in my in my body and in my mind and in my being before I even say words back because I don't want to be disrespectful or unhonoring to her. Right. So, yeah, I hope that makes sense. No, absolutely. man. I mean, you and I are very much alike in in that. And I, I find myself getting better. I think what I'm trying to say is when I do respond, I always try to lead with, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. If I, do feel I need to apologize for something, you know, I'll, I'll lead with that before I make my response about, you know, how I'm feeling in the moment, you know, I guess, I guess what I'm saying, I, I tried to get to a space where I get back to putting her first. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
knowing that I'm choosing to love her in the moment and, you know, knowing that in order for us to move forward, that we have to have this common goal and kind of reminding myself of that constantly in, in any disagreement is right. what gets me to the place. Like you said, even in, you know, disagreements outside of our marriage, I do find that it's easier for me, but it's probably because I care less if that, right. 100%, right. <laughs> you yes. know, so yeah. I don't, I don't know how to really equate that other than like, I know I could walk away from whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but in the marriage, especially in your combined safe place at home, mm-hmm. I'm not walking away. I can't as much as I might want to sometimes like, She's just going to follow me. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so like, it's more or less, I know I need to get this done now. You know, I, you feel like sometimes you want to procrastinate and like, listen, I, I can't do this right now, but mm-hmm. I don't give myself that option anymore. That's right? good. You know, it's like, it's, and I think there are times where I will need to get up and just take a break, like I was mentioning before, get a drink or, you know, kind of create that space where like I, I need that couple minutes to like process. I'll come back and because of what my habits were in the past, she'll even ask me like, all right, well, you know, like I'm not done talking, so we need to get back mm-hmm. to it. And I'm like, all right, all right, cool. So I'll sit back down. I will, you know ask her if there's anything else she needs to say, get off her chest, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Because what, I, what I've learned about my wife is she'll have multiple things that she wants to get off her chest at uh, any moment, which I think mm-hmm. as a couple, we need to get better at as uh, far as like, if there's something that comes up, like let's tackle it in small, small bunches. Yes. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if there's just one thing, let's handle that, get past it. And I feel like that will, not only be the better way to go about it, but the better way to go about it because it will teach us to get through things faster. If we're not right, you know, thinking that, Oh, well, all right, we tackled this. Are we good to go? She's like, no, there's like five other things I want to tell you right now. Like, Oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You think you're done. You think you've gotten through, you think you've broken, you know, through you've come to a, an agreement and you think that time is winding up. And then just kidding. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, man, you said a lot of good stuff in there. I think a best practice for sure when in approaching disagreements is to apologize quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I think that goes a long way, you know, and owning it and saying, I apologize for whatever it is. And then saying, do you forgive me? That is. I don't do that. It's, it's, it's paramount, right? Because yeah. one, it it allows it to be said, like, this is the thing, this is what I did, I'm owning it. And then that gives someone, your spouse, the ability to say, yes, I forgive you, not, oh, it's all right, it's okay, because it's really not okay mm-hmm. most of the time, the right, things right, that right. we've done or said. But, you know, we're doing that with Bella, you know, our youngest, just, you know, owning what it is and asking for forgiveness. One, it, it makes you think about what you did. Like, you have to verbally you know, mull in your head how you're going to say this verbally. And that's impactful for you. Mm-hmm. And then asking someone to forgive you gives them the the ability to say, yes, I forgive you. And then you're able to 
to move on and they can think of it and maybe they don't want to, but you know, like it's out there, you're apologizing in your own. And I think, I think that's good. I think something you sparked made me think like what's going on inside of us in that moment. You know, we have to address, you know, what, why are we feeling the way we are? You know, why are we, you know, like you said, or like I said, it's easier for us to, you know, resolve this outside and then but inside with our wife. But that's why I think it just comes back to being able to own it quickly and knowing that they have the best interest because it is it is an investment. And if we, like you said, just have a reminder, I'm choosing to be with this person that kind of helps us in that space. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's just a, an interesting topic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, real quick. While I was saying, what you, when you say what I hear you saying is, that also goes a long way because then your spouse can be like, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Right. So you can get like the actual meaning behind what they're saying and then you can move on. And then lastly, the multiple, the multiple topics at one time. I think that is, that's also one of the things that you can keep from getting to the argument stage and just in the topic slash debate space as if, you know, put that in your rules of engagement. Like when something comes up, we're going to talk about it at the end of the day, no matter what happened so that we can move. Even if I come home, you know, stress, at least you can let me know what's on your mind. And then I can say, you know, I have the bandwidth for this. So let's talk about it tomorrow. Call pineapple. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? So at least, so that, that helps you know, us as men to at least know what's going on in our spouse's head because they are juggling so many things, Mm -hmm. so many societal roles as far as like, you know, if they're working, if they're not working, if they're with the kids, if they're not with their kids, how are they comparing themselves to others? You know, all that thing, all those things. And then just their personality, like what are they good at? What are they thriving in? What do they feel? And then juggling whatever the topic is. So they may have things that pop up that they can compartmentalize and put away to keep being the awesome person that they are. Mm. But at the same time, like you want to be, you want to know what's going on and how can you help, right? Because the goal is to succeed in marriage and to win in marriage. So if you can, you know, have a conversation away from the argument in your rules of engagement, say, Hey, like when something comes up, let's talk about it at least so we can, so I can know what you're feeling and just explain it just like that. You know, I want to be here, support you the best that I can, you know, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all those things that you want to do. And I think she'll appreciate that. But I would just say, be ready because there are more things that they think about and put away than they let us know because they know us and they right. know how we'll respond. So, right. and I think sometimes why all those things come out in arguments is because they've been, considering us for so long but once it's arguments say they're like forget it i'm gonna let it all out i've been holding (laughs) this up here it is you know what i mean so but if you can get to that space that's almost like a space with with money like you can communicate those smaller things quickly Hmm. you can you can get through them a lot easier than you have been that's kind of a best practice thing right right yeah man that was my this recent spat that we had, you know, she said the words, well, as long as we're talking about this, I might as well say this. <laughs> I was like, oh man, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I like what you said, man. You know, putting it into the rules of engagement that, you know, we need to 
discuss the small stuff as it happens and and move past it. And you know, one thing you said is asking, do you forgive me? That's not something I do. So I, I need to put that into practice because that's huge. And you know, what I also heard you say is forgiveness is different from acceptance, mm-hmm. right? You, you can be forgiven through love for, you know, a mistake you made and then still have a conversation on the back end about, you know, this needs to change and why, or, you know, we, we need to do X, Y to get to Z. Right. So that's, that's huge. And I think on the back end of me asking for forgiveness or her asking for forgiveness, like you said, allows the person who is being asked for forgiveness, the mental space to choose love in that moment, but also allows them to get into a space of progression. Mm-hmm. Right. If I'm choosing to say, yes, I forgive you, then I'm choosing to move forward. And by verbalizing that, then right. we are, you know, coming to an agreement that we're, we're both moving forward together. No, number one, by asking for forgiveness and then also granting it. Push. So that's, that's major, man. I love that. I love yeah. that. And then another thing that I wrote down is, which I, I forget what actually got me to this place, but being aware of the triggers. But I think what I'm thinking about is trying to kind of get around the triggers and not weaponize them. Mm, that's good. Right. Yeah. The other thing I wrote down was, you know, that admission, what we, which we talked about already, but just being able to admit when you're wrong, because that comes from a place of love as well. Mm-hmm. Know, we many times don't want to be wrong. It's just the, the human way, right? right. I, I've decided because, you know, back going back to what you said, you know, maybe you have thought for the last three days about, mm-hmm. you know, what we're about to argue about. And you sit down and you think that you're right. So, <laughs> right. Well, sure. yeah. yes. you know, so like there is no other, there's another way to think about it. I don't really care what you have to say. It's like, Here's what I decided and here it is. And oh, now you're reacting. Why are you reacting? (laughs) You're a whole human being with thoughts. What do you do? Yeah, I I don't think you understand. I just made a statement. It wasn't a question. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, admitting that you're wrong. And I, I think maybe even the admission to yourself that you you were wrong plays a a huge role in being able to progress through, you know, through any problem really. Yeah. You know, so with all that being said, the difference between communication styles or maybe even abilities of men and women, I was in a clubhouse room speaking about this for a few days in a row, actually. What are your thoughts on why the way men and women communicate are so different. Oh man, there's a uh, lots of thoughts. Yeah, so yeah. how do I, uh, how do I, where do I begin? I know, I think we touched on this in another episode, but I think it's just the up, the upbringing, you know, from being a boy, the stereotypical Growing us up, if that makes sense, yeah. um, you know, wanting us to quote unquote, be a man, to be tough, you know, not to cry like a girl, all those, 
all those things kind of play into it. While while I I feel like from my experience, what I've seen is that females are encouraged to share their emotions, share their feelings, figure out how to kind of support each other in that space. So they're under, they understand how to hear and how to spit back what's going on and how to just be op- more open with each other. So, but we don't really learn that as younger, as younger boys um, and even into puberty, like how that even works. Like we don't even really get to get to those until we start dating or liking people. Cause then we're like, Oh, there's like a whole nother <laughs> aspect of like you know why does she want me to talk all the time why does she want to know what's going on why does she even care that i'm doing this other stuff like (laughs) you know because i in my experience you know my 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 guy friends like we didn't really care about much like it's more so and guys in general like we can do something together with a common goal and that feel very strong in the bond so that's why sports and teams and working on things building things you know, we could say nothing for hours, but some are like, oh, how was it? Oh, it was amazing. Like we did this and, you know, like, conquered this, you know. Yeah. So I think that all plays a part. But once you realize that there's other perspectives on how to have relationships and you realize that we're different. Yeah. So I think more so just the societal norms, because I know there are different there are different societies where. You know, from a young age, people are able to talk. They are, you know, they, you know, dads and sons hold hands normally. They'll embrace normally, like just a lot more male to male vulnerability. But I know in America, that's not always the case. And there there are a lot of levels to that, especially I think being being black. Also, there's a lot of deep deep, deep things on how we react to certain things. So I can really dive into that, but I'll stop for right now. (laughs) That was cool. We could flip it a little bit. How much has having a daughter helped you learn to communicate better? I know in my experience, my daughter is very smart, as I know yours is. And in her child brain, where it's, I'm just going to say what's on my mind because that's all I know how to do. Mm-hmm. She often pulls me into a place where, you know, I have to be in dad mode and I don't have a choice but to communicate. Right. So I have learned to choose my words wisely. I've learned to be very specific in my response as for you know what my desires are what my expectations are and you know i think just in the way that i communicate with her i have learned more to i guess be able to define my words because i always encourage her that you know i'm probably going to use words with you that you don't understand but at any time if I say something that you don't understand, be willing to ask me what that means. And so I, and I think that helps not only her, but for me to frame the, the meaning behind our conversations. Right. But going back to what I said, has having a daughter helped you communicate? Yes, I think having kids in general help you. They are the best accountability partners that you don't even have to agree with to be accountability Mm -hmm. partners with because they will hold you to what you said because their expectation is that you're going to come through. 
mm-hmm. regardless. Like right. you are my you are my daddy, and when you say this, this is what's gonna happen. Or you are mommy, and when you say this, it's gonna happen. So when you don't, or it happens differently, they, well, my kids, I will say, because they are communicators and they like to articulate and they definitely take off after their mom on this. They will communicate what they're feeling and how and what was going on. So I think, but having a daughter is definitely life changing in the fact that I want to give her a voice, you know, you know, also being a brown girl, I want to make sure she has a space where she can speak her mind and know that it's okay to have and use her voice. So with that, everything that you said, I echo as far as giving her space, allowing her to speak, you know, to ask questions. I think that has definitely made me a better parent. It's made me a better spouse for sure, because like you said, like you can't, you don't have the option to turn it off. Yeah. Because you like you literally can't like every moment is a teachable moment. Every moment is an example. Every moment shapes shapes this little life. And I want her to know how she should be treated by anyone, mm. especially a, a man. There you go. You know, in relationships, you should have this, you know, any relationship, you should be able to pair how, you know, me and your mom treat you, how your siblings treat you. This is how this is the standard. So if you're getting that treatment, you don't have to be in a friendship or, you know, in a relationship. We'll get to that when that comes. But, you know, down the road, but even at school, I mean, obviously on a on the age level that they're able to be mature, you know, yeah, obviously yeah, don't yeah. expect, you know, eight year olds to act like, you know, 40 year olds. But and even for her, like, how are you being as a friend? Mm-hmm. Like, are you being considerate? Are you because you're saying, you know, you may say she may bring up that I may have treated her this way. But we always come and say, you know, what is your role? Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't like when someone speaks sternly or raises their voice. But I'm like, Bella, if I'm asking you to do something seven times and you don't respond. But as soon as I just in, change the tone of my voice which, to something you don't like, then you respond you know, you have to think about those seven times that we've, I've tried to work with you and same thing for her. She'll be like, you know, she'll, but at least she has an open space to say, I don't like when you raise your voice at me. And it's like, so how do you, that has me grow to hear when someone says they don't like something that you've done yeah, yeah. or you've, you haven't met an expectation having to explain why and articulate why. So that, that's definitely allowed me to grow a lot. Yeah, man. That's a good question. I was, you had me thinking about this one instance, which I, I think I may have told you about before, but in a moment of frustration where I was trying to get something done, my daughter, I think, might have been three. And she was, you know, as she does, just asking a lot of questions about something. And I thought I had answered it. And like I said, in that moment of frustration, I was like, stop asking questions. And she's like, daddy. I will never stop asking questions. I was like, kudos. Kudos. That was a great response. And I think that just made me more mindful that I need to let her communicate the way that she knows how to number Mm -hmm. one. And, you know, I, I think I even responded that, you know what? I'm sorry. I should have never said that. And I encourage you to always ask questions, especially if you don't know something. There's, you know, there's no question that I shouldn't be willing to answer for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And that has made our 
relationship as father and daughter a lot better, I think, because instantly when I'm having a conversation with her while she's asking questions, I go back to that moment and I just know that this might take a while until she understands it. But like I said before, it's also taught me to be more explanatory as far as what I'm trying to say. And I've learned to say things in a way where she'll pick it up faster. And it's not to say that, you know, I'm trying to end the conversation faster. It's more or less, I I know that she needs that if she's still asking questions. Mm -hmm. Right. And something that you said earlier struck a chord with me, you know, getting my daughter to reflect is something that I'm trying to employ with her as well. I know we, I just took the kids to the park Thursday and you know, she was upset that she couldn't do the monkey bars all the way. Right. And she was asking me for help and she wanted me to hold her up as she walked across the monkey bars. Right. In my dad brain, I'm like, we're past that point now. You need to learn how to do them on your own. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to mentally help her prepare for that. And, you know, she's tall enough now where on this particular set, she could reach up and like stand on her tippy toes and grab the bar. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, number one, stand here, you know, do that. And she came to the realization that, you know, she can reach them and that she wasn't in any danger if she were to fall. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But then she also would get back to the point where she couldn't get across the whole thing. So I kept asking her, well, why is that? She's like, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. like, but she was also in the next breath saying my hands hurt. So I was trying to get her to make that connection that, you know, the reason is, isn't because she can't do it. It's because she's allowing herself to stop because her hands hurt. And through asking her why and trying to connect the dots for her, I got her to admit Well, the reason I'm stopping is because my hands hurt and this is something that I just have to learn to get through. And then I let her Mm -hmm. feel, you know, the calluses on my hand, you know, and I was like, you know, this is from a lifetime of daddy doing physical work and, you know, from playing golf for as long as daddy has. And, you know, these things are going to develop. And if you want to be able to do something like this, it's just going to take time. It's not the answer she wanted, but it was something that she understood. So she was able to accept it. So I don't know. That's just where my, my head went as far as, you know, getting her to be able to reflect and take ownership of her part in, you know, where she is in the process of trying to accomplish something. Yeah. So wrap that in. So I push it, I hit the tennis ball back to you, volley it back to you. So how does that help you as a husband in you know debate disagreement argument space yeah i think it helps me put myself in a similar place where i'm able to make my admission faster by saying to myself my wife is telling me she feels this way how can how can i reconcile my role in her feeling that way Right. Because nine times out of a 10, if she's feeling some type, some type of way, sad or mad or whatever the case may be, I had a role in it. Right. And it, I mean, obviously, it's that's not always the case, but I'm able to better, I guess, reflect on my actions or lack of action that has 
made her get to this point where we need to have a discussion, you know, about how we are going to move forward in our relationship. Right. Um, and being accountable for those things and teaching my daughter to be accountable, I think gives me a new level of accountability where mm -hmm. if I'm teaching someone this and expecting something from someone, I should expect it from myself and I need to act right. on it as well. Does that answer the question? That's good. No, that's good. Yeah, hundred percent. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this podcast, please hit that like button. Also rate and review. Also, if you want to contribute, please don't be afraid to hit us up on Facebook and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Let us also know if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast as we will soon be reaching out to folks to allow them to be a guest on the podcast. So once again, thank you so much for being a listener and we will speak to you soon.